0: Everyone, wherever you are, whatever your time zone, welcome to this new episode of Perspective. So today we have an amazing guest, a very special guest. His name is Dorn Wenninger. Dorn is Senior Vice President of UNFI. He also worked for Walmart for 10 years in the headquarters in Bentonville and five years in Mexico City. He has lived, worked, and traveled in more than 100 countries around the world. Dorn has a master's degree in international business. Nevertheless, what is very exciting and very special about Dorn is that, along with his professional accomplishments, Dorn is one of only 200 people in the history of the world to have run seven marathons in seven consecutive days, one in each of the seven continents. Dorn, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you very much for accepting this interview.
1: Thank you, Erica. It's excellent to be here on Perspectives, and uh, I look forward to chatting with you for the the next hour or so.
0: Thank you, Dorn. So, Dorn, we are living times of unprecedented change, right? We are living in a world where everything seems to be upside down, Uh, and one of the biggest questions is, what can we do to change completely our perspective uh, and our mindset to really be able not only to survive, but to thrive in, the, in this world, right? Um, so when I met you, Dorn, uh, my first thought was, wow. No? Dorn is really this kind of leader that thrives. So I need to interview Dorn. I want to know more about Dorn because You not only have like an impressive curriculum and professional life, and you have many accomplishments, but also you have done things that for me are of a superhuman, superhuman. So Dawn, what are these, according to your perspective, your experiences, what are these behaviors, mindset that we would require in this world to be able to thrive and to be a little bit like you, what can you say about this?
1: Well, thank you, Eric, for the compliments. Uh, it is absolutely a kooky world out there. And um, we are all confronting things that none of us could have imagined. And uh, we didn't learn about in school. There was no class in, in my MBA teaching me how to deal with a global pandemic. And everything is changing so quickly that some of the old rules of leadership, I think, um, aren't as valid, but some of the classic rules of leadership are more important and more significant than ever. So one of the things uh, that I think is important is curiosity, is to be a constant learner. Uh, You you mentioned that I've lived, worked, and traveled in over 100 countries around the world. I think there's nothing better than exploring and uh, celebrating differences and even grounding yourself by uh, being in foreign places. And and they're called foreign for a reason, is they're different, the different language and foods and cultures. And it's one of the things that I love most. And I I just really travel every opportunity I get. Uh, My children have been all around the world as well. And I think today's leader requires curiosity, requires um, being a constant student and always wanting to learn and explore. I think of myself as an explorer. Um, Eric, I think another aspect so important today is good old-fashioned courage. We are absolutely confronting a world of which we are not prepared, and we have never prepared for what we are facing. And as uh, as you know, I've pushed myself to the limits and done things that I absolutely have never done before. And, and at the time, at the starting line of several of these events, I wasn't actually sure that I could accomplish this. I'd never done it before. There wasn't even a book that you could read. And in many ways, that is exactly what we're confronting today. Um, you mentioned one of the races that I did is... Uh, Uh, two years ago, I ran seven marathons, um, one on each of the seven continents. And you said seven days. Actually, you make me sound slow, Erica. I ran it in six days, eight hours and 10 minutes from the time we started the first marathon in Antarctica until we finished the seven, until I finished the seventh marathon in Miami, six days, eight hours and 10 minutes later. And of course,
0: let me pause you a little bit there. So, because this, you say, like, very normal, but this is such an impressive accomplishment. And it's such an impressive thing. Uh, before, what I mean, what, what I really admire about you, Dorn, is that you're a normal person. No, You have an, a normal business life, like like me, like many other people outside. So you were vice president of Walmart. Now you are currently in in a in a company, you know, with, in a very senior position. So, how what did you do, you know, to to be able to to accomplish that, and to balance this very uh, I don't know very busy business agenda with also this dream and this um, yeah this dream of achieving such amazing and a little bit crazy stuff, no? So what, how do you do it? First of all, how, how do you do it?
1: Well, there's a couple of questions packed in there. So the first one is that curiosity and, um, and ambitiousness, but it, it's, it's the, the sense of always wanting to explore and learn and push myself, um, believing that it's possible. You know this is audacious. it's ridiculous by any standards, to run seven marathons in a week, one on each continent and um I think one of the important things about being a leader is is believing that things are possible, even more so today and unless you can demonstrate to yourself um and sometimes even audacious things, and what we tend to learn over time and as children is as we do hard things we realize that they are completely possible. And we realize that we are capable of more than we think. And one of the challenging things as we get older, weirdly, we become more conservative. We tell our children that they're capable of doing anything, but nobody reminds us to stretch and push ourselves. So I have constantly tried to set new barriers, set uh, new audacious goals that um, uh, I wasn't even sure if I could accomplish. The second thing is be willing to fail. Um, So if you're not willing to fail, you are not going to try running seven marathons in a week um, or try running a marathon at the North Pole. Um, In order to go after big goals, you have to have a willingness to possibly not make it. And um, if you only want to do things that you're sure of, um, you're never going to quite reach as high. And so absolutely, I've, I've, made some mistakes and haven't achieved every single goal um the other thing about time yeah so uh when i ran the seven marathons at the time i was living in mexico city i'm uh, married to have two children i was um you know working full time and it's about uh making choices and prioritizing um and and that's what life is absolutely about is trying to find what is important and um maybe more importantly don't do what's not important and uh so my my life during the in particular during this three four months prior to the marathons was very much i was working and i was working out and of course it comes i wasn't watching netflix and and doing a bunch of other stuff because there just wasn't enough time at times i'd get up at 3 30 in the morning so that i could put in 20 miles before work and still be at the office um before eight o'clock in the morning. And then in my lunch hour, instead of uh, having lunch, I would go swim a mile um, just to get my legs turning over. So it is absolutely about prioritization, um, curiosity, uh, willingness to to attempt the unknown. And weirdly, those are all significant competencies that one would hope out of uh, their children or their teammates and in particular out of their leaders of today.
0: And and what would you say, uh, Dorn? Because I I absolutely agree with this now, uh, and especially in for the future, we will need to be much more courageous. No? to be um, more. I mean, we will all need to exercise this muscle of dynamic priority management. But before that, what was what happened inside Dorn that light up this spark? of running this marathon, no? I mean, yes, it's curiosity, but maybe I'm very curious about something, but there needs to be something else. What, what made you say, yes, and it's worth it and I'm going to do it. What gave you the strength?
1: So of course, like all these things, they're cumulative I mean, you start smaller and you grow bigger. Um, some of it goes back to when I was 14 years old and um, my mother uh, ended up dying of a brain tumor on Mother's Day uh, when I was 14 years old. And In a few months, um, actually a year before she died, uh, she had the brain tumor removed, and um, she couldn't walk. She was in our home, and uh, she actually couldn't walk uh, 10 meters to go to the the restroom, and so we would help her uh, and kind of help her, And I was 14 at the time. Well, 13 men. And my mother looked at me and she said one time when I was helping her, she said, Dorn, I can't wait until we run our next race together. We used to run 10k races. I was a child. And um, I was thinking to myself, wow, I mean, uh, this is my own mother. I should believe her, but um, she can't even walk 10 meters. How is she going to run a race? And uh, sure enough, six months before she passed away, she ran a 10k race um, and And demonstrated that even her closest family didn 't necessarily believe that she was capable of this and and she proved it and since then, one is i 've been passionate about running um, passionate about staying fit and staying healthy uh, two is is realizing that we 're capable of much more. And then slowly over the years, you keep pushing yourself. Uh, so of course, my first marathon and then my first Ironman and then uh, ultra marathons. Um, and for the uh, for the seven continents, I was running um, at the North Pole, literally at uh, north of 89 degrees north latitude, um, standing in the North Pole. And we got stranded there for a week. And it just happens that a few of the people that I w- were with happened to be in that um, group of folks who had run seven marathons and seven continents in a week. And, and we got stranded at the ice camp because our camp um, cut in two. So I went to the North Pole for about a day and stayed for a week. Um, and uh, so we were intense, it was negative 43 degrees. And I was with these other runners and chatting a lot. And of course they uh, they told me and I, I I knew then that I would run the seven marathons. And then I absolutely knew a week later when we ran a marathon at the North Pole and I ended up winning the North Pole Marathon in 2016. (laughs) So, so of course I saw these two gentlemen who I thought were superhuman and um, I'm just a mere mortal. And then a few days later at the North Pole, uh, I ended up winning the race and, and beating these two gentlemen by, by pretty big distance. And I thought to myself, wow, well, if, if. If uh, they're capable of it, um, then I am too. And so at that moment, I knew I would attempt it. Then the trick is having the plan. You know, in a lot of ways, the accomplishment in some ways, Erica, is is greater to prepare yourself to get to the starting line than the accomplishments itself. Uh, What it requires to prepare for four months to get yourself to the starting line is probably almost the bigger accomplishment and in one way the race itself is just a manifestation of all that amazing hard work and preparation and dedication you put in which is you know very true of what's happening today is is, is we're out there delivering results but what you're delivering is really the result of everything you've done and prepared and your work and your plan and, and just effort.
0: Completely, I I, I couldn't agree more Dorn if, if you have uh, I don't know. Started everything saying, "Okay, um, a te- a, you were ten years old. No? I'm going to run the uh, Seven Continent Marathon." You would probably say, "No way! I cannot do that. Impossible!" No? But it, but I, I love what how you how you explained it. No? But it wasn't like that. It was first I'm going to run a marathon, and then uh, an Ironman, and then and one thing leads to another, and you start putting yourself like. Um, Larger or bigger uh, goals, and then when you look back, you say, "Wow, no, all all that I have achieved, and and it's not only the as you were saying, no, the it's not a one time um, event that we're, we're okay. It was successful. I ran the marathon. Really, the success comes from all the things that happened before. That's 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 so true. So we should think on those things." Uh, of course, having the clarity of why you want to achieve, no. But it's more just focus on the process and on on putting the bricks, the bricks, the bricks that will take you to where you want to go. And most importantly, you mentioned about oh, your mom, no. And I I think there's a lot of value in what you said because at the end, everyone has a purpose, no. Everyone has a reason behind, and that reason is what makes you do things that you cannot imagine No, that when probably you were afraid I don't know if you were afraid you're going to tell me about this if you had moments where you were afraid but what what keeps you going is this sense of purpose that you know that you're doing things for someone or because you believe in this no so Dorn, were you afraid? Tell me about this, because it sounds like you're like a gladiator, right? <laughs> Nothing breaks you. But at some point, I mean, being there in the North Pole, no? With, you were absolutely freezing yourself. And what were your thoughts? No? Were these all winning mindset thoughts? Or did you have some moments of weakness?
1: So um, I've been in, I've run three uh marathons actually in the polar regions. So one at the North Pole and two in Antarctica. And um anytime you are going to the poles um you know it's stressful when you you are off the grid. You know it's very infrequently in today's world, you know we think if you put your phone down for a couple hours or something, you know you are literally off the grid. There there is no connection, no Wi-Fi or anything. Uh, I I remember being in the plane. I was flying from Svalbard, which is the most northern city in the world in in Norway, and um, on a small uh, Russian plane flying, and you uh, get to uh, the North Pole, which is basically 2 million miles of ice rotating clockwise, and um, just, uh, uh, of course, absolutely white, and so it is a perfectly white environment, and we we landed into Ice Camp Barneo, which is... um, about uh, somewhere north of 89 degrees north latitude. And I don't know that I had ever really been in negative 43 degrees, definitely not um, where you're isolated, um, intense and uh, not connected to the outside world. So absolutely amazing sense of adrenaline, Um, you know, a little bit of sense of doubt. And, uh, you know, I think it is absolutely normal to be afraid. And leaders are allowed to be afraid. And, and the trick is, uh, not whether you're afraid or not, is how you channel that fear. And um, I think putting yourself through environments where you progressively can be in, in more intense environments, you, you learn as a leader and as a person how to manage that and how to channel fear. And of course, many times uh, there's, there's doubt as well On the seven marathons, um, you know, I had never run seven marathons, even uh, in a week, let alone on one on each continent. And on race number two, race number one was in Antarctica. Marathon number two, we started 11 hours after finishing the first marathon. So we basically finished in Antarctica, got on a plane, flew six hours north to Cape Town and started running the second marathon um, on the boardwalk in Cape Town. And I hadn't eaten enough. I was a little bit dehydrated. We went from um, basically negative 15 degrees um, to then what was 28 degrees Celsius um, in 12 hours. And in Cape Town, we were running on the the boardwalk. So there was no shade at all, it was completely hot. And I was struggling and I really hurt. And I was thinking to myself, Dorn, what have you done? Um, This is only race number two how can you possibly do this? So of course there was thoughts of doubt going through my mind. And if anyone's ever been to Cape Town, as you're running, as you're in Cape Town, you look off and there's an island in the bay. And that island of course is Robin Island. And that is the island uh, where Nelson Mandela spent 17 of his 27 years in jail. You know, and it wasn't lost on the 27 years in jail and I was trying to run 26 miles. And I kept thinking to myself, come on, Dorn, what are you complaining about? You know, this is 26 miles. And, and uh, Nelson sat there on Robin Island in a cell um, and spent 27 years in, in kind of putting things in perspective and, and letting me think, wow, this is absolutely ridiculous. I have prepared for this and I'm capable of it. And, and it was a hard race, um, and uh, but only number two. And um, I, I think it's okay to have doubts it's okay to be afraid, and the trick as a leader is how do you channel that fear?
0: completely, completely and I, I absolutely agree what you're saying because we we make this uh, I don't know uh, paradigms or thinking now that leaders no leaders cannot be afraid or probably are not afraid. No? many of us have thought wow no he's he's almost like a superhuman human no no leaders are human beings and they have good moments and bad moments but the the very important thing is what you said no how you how how leaders can uh learn to manage with these emotions and and now more than ever because the the world is of all all the time No, it's complete volatility um, on uncertainty complexity and that gives all. All of us fear and doubt, so I believe one of the of the of these uh, behaviors and mindset that we need to build, anyone no, is, is is that is the capacity to to manage our emotions and to uh, manage these never negative or uh, yeah bad thoughts that are normal, but that if if we keep them growing then it's not going to help us get to where we want to get. So Dawn, uh, I believe that our development as human beings has to do with three things, a future-fit heart, a future-fit brain, and a future-fit body. Uh, Tell me a little bit about this. How did you prepare your body? Then uh, how did you prepare your brain? And how did you prepare your heart?
1: Yeah. So uh I think staying fit is important all the time. So generally I, I'm I'm fit and healthy and I eat well. Uh but not but I, I also you know like a glass of wine and um <laughs> it, it, and I, I have love to have uh have dessert after after my meal, but of course when you exercise a lot you can. Um being able to run seven marathons in a week is to an absolutely different level and so i i had to very much plan this and it's a little bit of a balancing act norm in some type ways exercise is is you don't want to injure yourself and the trick is to know your body uh you know i believe all of us should exercise minimum um three times a week for 30 minutes uh, of course i was exercising three to four hours a day, every single day. So over 20 hours of exercise a week. Um, And so I would uh, typically break that up uh, two days. So I would tend to run um, three hours in the morning every single day before work. Um, So in my peak weeks, I would run three hours in the morning and then swim for an hour at lunch. Uh, And then on the weekends, I'd do long runs. So go for four hours, four and a half hours, Um, so that I could get comfortable doing this over and over again. And then swimming was to get the lactic acid out. I'm a huge fan of swimming. Um, swimming is just great for your body, but really any cardiovascular exercise. Um, what was really important in this was how do you push yourself? How close can you get? But every time you get close, you risk yourself of getting injured. And, but if you don't get close enough, you're not going to be able to make the bridge to be able to do seven marathons in a week. Um, I I was in pretty good shape. Um, I've been doing this for a long time and I have a pretty good plan where I failed um, in my training. Eh, Well, not failed. The the part I didn't do well enough was sleep deprivation. During the week um, of the races, I never slept more than three and a half consecutive hours at one time. Um, And you can do that for a day or two days or whatever, but uh, the cumulative impact of days and days of sleep deprivation. um, So that I didn't train uh, well enough for um and wow. you you take it for granted um that you know if yeah. sleeping only six hours you kind of feel it and in, in this case uh, we would sleep just a few hours um on the plane basically be, between one continent and the next I mean.
0: wow wow so that's all about body then brain did you do something to
1: train your you brain know. Um, whether it's meditation or whatever, weirdly, endurance exercise, um, for those that have done it, is a sense of meditation. And it's it wouldn't be that different from uh, yoga or or even just uh, traditional medication, meditation. Um, think about it. I will frequently go out and run for four hours. Um, I don't listen to music. I don't use headphones. Um, I'm a traditionalist. So I go out and you get in You get in the zone um, interesting story. The photo behind me is is at the north pole, and, and that 's the view I had as I was running in, in first place in in uh, the North Pole. and uh, I was slow because you 're running in in snow and ice, obviously it was negative forty three degrees. It took me five hours and seventeen minutes to complete the marathon, and in some ways, your body' pushed just these crazy extremes. Um, but it's as if I was in this meditative state that uh, almost as if my brain was separated from my body, not feeling the pain and the cold. And um, I remember every moment of it perfectly. And I don't have memories of pain or suffering or cold. Um, it's it's as if you're in this meditative state when you're running um, for four hours. I guess the other thing is, is um, uh, the training in one sense is as much mental as it is physical um as i'm just a normal guy it it's not nice to wake up at 3 30 in the morning when it's dark and cold and go out and and run uh 30 kilometers um before a day of work necessarily um some days you're more excited than others and some days it's cold or it's wet or whatever and you're lacing up and um but what happens is, is you're also preparing your mind that you are completely capable of this. Um, that you know it's not the greatest hardship in the world. Um, uh, there, I think by keeping things in perspective, um, and so in some ways that training is also training your mind of a willingness to tackle difficult things when you have a clear plan and keep it in perspective. At the end of the day. Um, you know, it sounds audacious, but, but, you know, I, I wasn't at risk. I, I'm not, I, I'm not going to die. I'm, I'm not in a war zone. And in, in, in some ways um, you're, you're conditioning your mind to do things that are difficult, um, but they're not dangerous.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And last the future fit heart dorn i know i know i have information uh, <laughs> beforehand but i know that you have a big heart dorn uh, yes you are a great professional i know that your credentials say that uh, we know that you're extremely talented as 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 a, a sport person i don't know how to how to say it no but wow all the things that you have achieved but there's another side no of dorn of this big big heart that I would like you to tell us a little bit about that because you have done amazing things and I feel very grateful as well because you do great things for Mexico and I'm a Mexican. So uh, tell us a little bit about this, Dorn.
1: So um, I love to combine as many interests together. Um, I, I think we're more successful. Um, I, I think that we need to be multifaceted that um, uh, you know i 'm very fortunate to have had a great career, but I think uh, I am better at my job when I am doing other activities. I perform better um, at work if I uh, feel good about what I am delivering and doing outside of work so I think it 's a, a positive piece number one uh, number two is i 'm um, a passionate guy that likes a lot of things and you combine things together. So the seven marathons combined travel, um, it combined extreme activity, pushing myselfs, uh, myself. And um, one of the other areas is I like to do things for social purposes. Um, and so for that, for that race, I raised $60,000 for an organization called Amigos de las Americas. Um, and Amigos de las Americas is an organization when I was 16 years old, I went to Mexico for the first time. I was born and raised in Ohio uh, in the United States. And at 16, I lived in a small rural village in the mountains of Mexico. Um, and uh, it was my first exposure. And that's when I really fell in love with Mexico and Latin America. And during uh my entire professional life, I've continued on the board of directors, the board of trustees, and supporting um, amigos. And so as I ran, I um, was raising money. Um, and all of the money, all $60,000, went to, uh, to Amigos de las Americas. Um, other races that I've done, um, while in Mexico, I had uh, the opportunity to visit APAC, which is um, a, a center for cerebral palsy in Mexico City. And um, just some of the most incredible uh, people And I had the opportunity to meet Arturo, and Arturo has cerebral palsy, and he's a runner. And um, so I've had the chance to run a few times with Arturo. He's actually run marathons. And um, uh, excuse me, Ernesto. Arturo, uh, we ran with Arturo as well. And Ernesto and I have run a couple races um, together. And so I recently have been raising money for APAC um, and really for Arturo and Ernesto. So um, Arturo, the other one I mentioned, um, he can't run because he has cerebral palsy, but he's in a wheelchair. And so um, we, he got to run in the race with Ernesto and I, and I pushed Arturo um, the whole way in the wheelchair. And um, that was a short race. It was only 5K. But my race that I did with Arturo and Ernesto is probably one of the most rewarding experiences of running that I've ever done in my life. And we finished in the University Stadium, um, which was the Olympic Stadium from 1968. uh, And the emotion and excitement of Arturo and Ernesto and myself as the three of us came into the stadium and around the track was just spectacular. And of course, at the time, we were also raising money and so i combined mexico uh supporting a cause running traveling exploring um and always being open to to learning new things
0: darnite i'm a big big admirer admirer of yourself really um it's very hard to find leaders like you that's that's the truth and many of us believed, no, that it was, it's impossible, no, you cannot have everything, you cannot be uh, a senior vice president, and you cannot, of course, never, you know, can run a, a seven continent in seven days, marathon, whatever, not even think about that, and also, no, be with the energy and willingness, and to to give to others, no, so your the example that, yes, yes, there are leaders like that, that exist, and it's just uh, about all of this that you mentioned, no, it's all about having a clear purpose, it's about courage, it's about a little bit of curiosity, it's about not being afraid to fail, Um you didn't mention your your daughters, but I'm sure that they are part of this big purpose, uh, now that you have, because you, what you're making really is, is inspiring for me. I cannot imagine what your your daughter and your your wife thinks about about yourself. But uh, so so inspiring and enlightened, uh, Dorn, to think about all this, to think how we can uh, take these learnings to the business world, and definitely prepare ourselves for this world no? and the future that it's coming, that it's not going to be easy. I'm not sure it's, if it's going to be even harder than running a marathon in seven continent, continents and seven days, probably it's going to be harder. So uh, much, much to to learn, keep learning. As you said, that's another one, no, always on learning lifelong learning and Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Dawn. Hope to have you again in this uh, program. And thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Erica. It's a pleasure to be with everyone here on Perspectives. Uh, I, I believe today, more than ever, we are confronting a world of which we are not prepared. And we need leaders who have the courage, the willingness to attempt audacious experiences, and who have the courage to lead those who can also see beyond and see the possible and be willing to go out after it. And so in my own will, own little way, whether it's by running races or contributing, I think uh, what's important is that we demonstrate through our actions, not only for ourselves, but in my case, for my daughters, for my family, And I think that has positive repercussions even for my professional life. So uh, thank you for inviting me. um, And I'd love to come back and join you again. Thanks, Erica.
0: Thank you, Darn. Pleasure to have you here.